0: Hello and welcome to the podcast, Sport and Life. How are you doing? Hope you're well. Nice sunny day in Cheltenham today. I had a great break, actually, just a day and a half down in Dorset at a hotel, which is quite surreal with the masks and everything, but still good. Well on the beach with my family, and that was really nice to get that break. So I hope you get an opportunity over the next couple of weeks to spend some time with people and just maybe relax a little bit wherever you are in the world amidst the pandemic 2020 slash 21 as we continue to, to move forward albeit with the vaccine now well and underway in terms of being uh, taken in the uk uh, thank you to the sponsors thank you to you for listening of course thank you to the sponsors bang Olufsen of cheltenham and serene av specialists in some of the finest home entertainment brands providing solutions based around high quality customer service and installations getting close to christmas but if you want any last minute deals on bang Olufsen equipment or any other telly visual technological equipment. I'm not sure if they're the right terms, if I just made them up, uh, but get in touch with B&O Cheltenham. They're on social media, Instagram, where you can see videos of the latest equipment or Twitter as well. And the website to get numbers for Jason Briggs and his team. Uh, good people. And as I say, it doesn't have to be bangor Equipment, although bangor Equipment is pretty good, isn't it? But uh, they can get other stuff for you through, uh, through this, their connections through that Serene AV, the sister company, of bangor & Cheltenham's franchise, Serene AV is uh, able to source whatever you like, offer bespoke solutions to your home entertainment. So that is uh, the situation, Baggett Olufsen. Thank you also to Cytoplan. I've had a couple of tickles over the last few weeks and uh, just, you know, whether it's psychosomatic, I'm not sure, but I believe that certainly the Immune Complete I'm taking from Cytoplan Food-Based Supplements, which is a company whose headquarters is in Hanley Swan, not far from here, just on the outskirts or just before you get to Malvern in the west of England. And my father's been working as a consultant there for 20 years. We do pay for our supplements, I should hasten to add, we believe in them wholeheartedly. My dad being general practitioner and a micronutritionist who's spoken on the podcast a couple of times as well over the past year on immunity and optimizing immunity, and he feels that particularly trace elements like selenium and zinc that maybe deplete in the UK soil, you have to check relative to where you are in the world, what your soil samples are. I know across the United States, it varies quite dramatically because it's such a huge country. I would imagine, um, but he thinks over crop rotation in the UK has depleted uh, selenium and zinc soils, trace elements. And also at the moment, vitamin D3, key one for optimizing immunity. I take Immune Complete 2 from Cytoplan, which is for adult men. Immune Complete 1 is for women who are menstruating and require iron. And for kids as well, I think Immune Complete 1 is the go-to. Let's also do um, Kids Immunivite, which is an immune supplement for children, but loads of other supplements as well, fish oil, whatever it may be. Head to cytoplan.co.uk, cytopla .co.uk, And if you would like a discount, which I guess you would if you're going to take the supplements, why not? And however affluent you are, I know these are trying times for all of us. Financially, a lot of uncertainty in the economies of the world. But the code for 30% initial discount, 10% thereafter is DRAPER10R, D-R-A-P-E-R, all capital letters, one zero and the capital letter R, so cytoplan.co.uk, c-y-t-o-p-l-a-n.co.uk, and draper10r is the discount code. Uh, right, this is a podcast of footballers in the minds, so a little bit of fun, they seem to do quite well in terms of numbers of people listening to this, so I assume people are, are quite enjoying it, um, particularly the football fans amongst you, you would imagine, it's basically where I post a hypothetical scenario, primarily on my Twitter account, Draper 81 but also on my Instagram, ed underscore draper81. And then get people's suggestions to fit a scenario that is kind of nameless in its uh, first presentation to people. And then I sort of give a selection as well. So this was posted on my Twitter account, Draper 81 December the 11th, 2020, at nine minutes past 11 in the morning. So here we go. Footballers in the mind's eye picture. A box-to-box midfielder, open quote, end quote, uh, box-to-box midfielder. Who do you see? Brian Robson, for me, is my answer. And I say here, missed him, watching him live in his pomp. But the best, when centre mids, centre midfielders, that is, were the best player in the team. All-action player, wasn't he? He could defend, could attack, could dribble, could shoot. And uh, as I say... My sort of strongest recollections of Brian Robson were as a squad player, really, in the 92-93 season, 93-94 season, when he was in his mid-30s, when Manchester United ended that 26-year wait for a title. But throughout the 80s, in what was largely a struggling team, he would lift them and won a couple of FA Cups as well, the FA Cup in 90 as well, went with England to Italia 90, got injured early. So I didn't see much from there because that was my breakout tournament as an international football fan when England got to the semi-finals, got knocked out by West Germany, ultimately on penalties. But he was uh, injured early and it became David Platt and Paul Gascoigne in midfield. But really growing up as a kid, central midfield was where you wanted to try and play. I tried to play there. had left foot, so got put out on the left a lot. But it was the the person in the team who was, you know, demonstrably could do everything. Could defend, could tackle, could mark, could head the ball, could shoot, could maybe do a little bit of dribbling as well, pass players in the middle of the field. There's kind of you're all round, all action footballer. So that was Brian Robson for me. Running through the answers here, British boxing blog replies, I always answer your mind's eye questions with NUSC players of my era, so Newcastle United, NUSC. So this one has to be, and he's tagged Rob Lee, who's like this, former England midfielder. He says, hell of a player for us in the 90s and beyond, could do the lot, still think he was underrated and should have played more for England can only imagine what he'd be worth now. Yeah, we just sort of touched on it there with David Platt and Paul Gascoigne, Paul Ince as well. Carlton Palmer, who was a recent guest on the podcast. Great to speak to him on Sheffield Wednesday and England midfielder. But that era for probably in the early to mid-90s was replete with great midfield players, wasn't he? Then people like Beckham and Scholes came on the scene as well. Gerrard in the in the mid to late 90s. So it's a tough, tough place to, to get a position in the team. Jamie Redknapp, of course, as well, played at Euro 96 for England with uh, Paul Ince and Paul Gascoigne. Gareth Southgate played for a bit in the central midfield, which was strange. And I know it raised the ire of Carlton Palmer because he wasn't a, an out-and-out midfield player. But Rob Lee's a good shout. Great goal scorer playing in that Newcastle side of the early 90s with Peter Beardsley, Andy Cole. The entertainers, they were called, weren't they? Great team. Really exciting and thrilling to watch under Kevin Keegan. Liam R. Brignall says, Sucek for West Ham at the moment. Yeah, Thomas Suchek, Czech Republic signing. I think he came in January, didn't he? But he's been fantastic for West Ham. Scored against... My team, actually, that I support Manchester United of late as well. Um, and great at set pieces, but can get around the pitch and, and do a really good job as well. Um, good shout. Modern player. Nice to see that. Mike McKenna, Paul McStay. Yep, Celtic midfielder from the 90s, Scotland International. Mike's a football commentator. I think he supports Notts County in England. He lives in Nottingham. Worked with him on Polish football for a company called Sports Tonight a while ago few years, probably eight years ago now, actually. But he's a knowledgeable guy, watches a lot of European football. So Paul McStay's a big shout from him, testimony to the Celtic player. If you think about the context of maybe the quality, the depth, the spectacle of Scottish football versus the Premier League in England now, maybe there's a big gap. But back in the 90s, often playing comparable wages, if not more, sometimes the Rangers and Celtic of this world. So if he stayed in Celtic, it wasn't necessarily um, a negative towards your ambition at that time. Uh, Dale Connolly says, Stephen Gerrard, he should have been the holding midfielder in the Diamond for England, could have had Lampard and Scholes accommodated there, wanted to play too much to his attacking prowess, though wasted Scholes as a result. Yeah, it's interesting, it's complex on that because they want to try and fit, particularly Kevin Keegan and Sven Jorn Eriksen as England manager, wanted to fit Paul Scholes, Frank Lampard and Stephen Gerrard into the same side. And that's difficult because arguably the, all three were the attacking central midfielder of a two, if they're playing in a two. And you could probably argue that Gerrard was at his finest at Liverpool, playing in the hole in almost a 10-roll behind Fernando Torres when they came close to the title in 2009. Torres was on fire and Gerrard used to pick the ball up, slip it into him and could shoot and drive as well from that position with his great pace. It's a fantastic pace, long leg stride. Once he opened his legs, was hard to catch. Um, Frank Lampard, clearly a midfield player, but someone that liked to play the attacking role of, of the central midfield. Paul Scholes did play on the left for Manchester United and pointed that out, but seemingly... I think it was a travelling, but it also had asthma as well, which, which maybe hastened his decision to retire after Euro 2004 when Scholes was only 29. So it's a, it's a complex one. Maybe it's easy in hindsight to see, but at the time it was frustrating in real time, wasn't it? Trying to get those players in. Maybe they could have played a different situation with five in, in midfield, similar to England in 98, maybe it would have been an option. But nonetheless, he goes with Steven Gerrard. And Michael Patterson says two of the players we've already mentioned, actually Rob Lee, Steven Gerrard. Sam Ballinger, Roy Keane, Gary Speed, two of the best box-to-box box midfielders for me. Yeah, Keane was, was an attacking midfielder when he came to Manchester United for a then record fee, I believe, £3.75 million in 1993 and he scored goals early in his, his tenure there because Paul Ince was typically the holding midfielder alongside him or maybe Brian Robson on occasion. Brian McClare was also a withdrawn striker into midfield around that era. But Keane would go beyond the attackers and, and, and slide in and score goals and a great sort of goal against Manchester City, a volley, a sort of, sort of half-volley from across from the left, I believe, and he had that in his, his armoury. But then when Scholes was a converted real second striker into a central midfielder, Keane took more of the defensive responsibilities and actually became wonderful passer of the ball in terms of complete, keeping the rhythm of a game. His statistics, on you know, you can read it on paper from the, from the 90s, were fantastic for completed passes and could pass long and short as well. So Roy Keane, but he could definitely have that endurance. And actually, Roy Keane, when compared to Paul Ince, I know Alex Ferguson let Ince go in '95 um, because he felt that Paul Ince was trying to do what Roy Keane was was trying to do was able to do without necessarily the natural endurance. And Keane would get stranded up pitch; he didn't have that ability to attack and get back like Keane. So it's an interesting one from Sam. Uh, Sam Ballinger, what's real? Says uh, Sadov, Gerard, Balak, Torre. So Clarence Sadov, Stephen Gerard, Michael Balak. And Yaya Torre, Seidov, fantastic servant, wasn't he, for AC Milan, but came through an Ajax, won the Champions League with them in 1995. A team that had Edwin van der Zaar in goal, of like Vega Davids, Frank Reichard was in that side, the De Boer brothers as well. Kluivert, I think, scored the winning goal in that final, in 95 Champions League final. Off the bench, Patrick Kluivert, so it was a wonderful time. And Some of the Dutch players in that period of 80s to 90s, Van Basten, Hullet, and then the likes of Davids and the Boer. And, yeah, the, the, the range, Clive, the range of those, uh, those players was, was fantastic. And that uh, graced some of the best teams in Europe. a fantastic anchor in that midfield alongside Edgar Davids. Uh, Dan Bevan says Steve McMahon was a great box-to-box midfielder. Yeah, I remember him sort of wispy blonde hair in the late 80s. Fantastic, tenacious midfielder for that really successful Liverpool team. Part of that set up to won their previous last title in 1990 before... This cut past summer when Liverpool ended that 30-year wait. DJ McCarthy says Pat Vieira, in his Arsenal days for me, yet yeah, Patrick Vieira recently sacked from his job in Nice in France, but as a manager. But what a wonderful midfielder for Arsenal, and France won the World Cup in '98 alongside his club central midfielder teammate Emmanuel Petit as well, who hasn't been mentioned here, but. Was a converted left-back, with a fine player, left-footed player. But Patrick Vieira, great stride, wasn't he? Could tackle, could dribble, could drive forward, could organise a team, could shoot when needed. Glenn Furman says, Claudio Marchisio, great midfielder for Juve and Italy. Proper box-to-box midfielder. Would be able to play deep and make the tackles, but was so energetic, you would also see him in the oppo's box, scoring goals. Could also play Wide right or left, Glenn uh, clarifies their fine assessment of Claudio Marquisio. I just checked it online as well. He's only 34 years of age, but he retired last year. He was with Juve until 2018, went to play in Russia and then retired. So that's sometimes you say you get older. The passing of time always kind of uh, bamboozles you at at times. And you sort of realise suddenly a player who seemed relatively young not long ago is now, now retired. But it is a short career as a professional sports person, isn't it? Steve Parsons says... As you know, Ed, I always try and give an answer that is different to others. It's interesting. It's supposed to be more of an organic, natural vision of who you see in your head. But Steve, uh, I appreciate the effort to to offer a counterpoint or an alternative to what's been suggested. He says, he continues, so today I'm going to go for George Boateng. Great player for Coventry City. And it was a huge loss when he was sold to Aston Villa. Yep, one of those midfielders who was tough and tenacious but could play as well. Simon at Briddat says, would love to see Pavel, say Pavel Neved, but I don't think Juventus played him enough in the middle of the park. He certainly owned the left-hand side of the pitch. So, yeah, Pavel, Pavel Neved, I didn't really think of him as a central midfielder, but that's an interesting shout. Tej Shing says, Stevie's the obvious one. Roy Keane, Yaya Toure, Patrick Vieira. What four fantastic midfielders that is. Gerard Keane, Toure and Patrick Vieira. Uh, different assets in a sense and that battle the head-to-head between Keane and Vieira was iconic. Yaya Torre and Steven Gerrard would have overlapped but not quite in their pomp in terms of Yaya's career at Manchester City, sort of as Gerrard was winding down, very much anchoring the midfield in that Liverpool side of 2014 that went close to the title. Uh, Rich myself says, Gary Speed for me, absolute class defensively and going forward. Yeah, Welsh international, of course, the late Gary Speed, former Wales manager as well, committed suicide tragically. And uh, that's a real sort of eye opener about mental health and the difficulties of retirement as well. From what Robbie Savage, his friend, said about how he found even staying in football as a coach, the difficulties of leaving as a player, fine player for Leeds United, Everton, Newcastle United for a long time in the Premier League, had a lot of appearance records in the Premier League for a period of time and had a wonderful spring as well, left footed player, didn't he? But could five feet, 11 inches tall, but fine header of the ball, could really get up and attack the ball. David Huron says great in his pomp. I think he's replying to my Brian Robson suggestion. Sid Harvey says people tend to forget how good Alan Ball was at that. Yeah, Alan Ball, I think of the 1966 World Cup final, of course, as the young sprightly player in that setup. And again, this is a man who died really sadly, very early and relatively in life. Went on to manage Southampton, of course, and played for the club and he was a sort of a right winger, I believe, in 66 and England size. So Maybe, um, but then again, a right midfielder could be box to box in a sense, couldn't they? David Beckham was very much of that ilk, very endurance based. Barry Russell says Mateus, around the time of Italian 90. Yep, Loth Mateus, was a fine central midfield player, with a great goal in Italian 90. Didn't he? had that power, explosive aggression, short, stocky demeanor play for Bayern Munich as well, went over to the MLS towards the end of his career in America. Starlight Design and Print, Liam Serkum at Cheltenham, absolutely phenomenal player all over the pitch, yeah. Love to have a Cheltenham Town reference, my local club, currently doing well in League Two. Uh, Tom Grill says Gerard Zidane. So Stephen Gerard Zinedine Zidane is an interesting suggestion, actually, because, again, sort of picture him as a sort of player that played in pockets between the midfield and attack, but probably had that in his locker. As was a big, big guy, wasn't he? As, as a strong player, as well as those deft touches. I always remember him for those sort of piercing 5, 10-yard passes that really hurt Manchester United when he was playing at Real Madrid and Juventus. France international, of course, on the World Cup with them, scored the vital goals in the 98 final. Jason Hurst says, Robbo for me too, my football idol growing up, what a player. Rob Edwards says, Paul Scholes, yeah, Paul Scholes, I mean, he sort of went from being a, a striker to an attacking midfielder to almost a, just a kind of orchestrator of the, of the whole thing, didn't he? A conductor of the Manchester United Orchestra, playing the balls from the central midfield, switching it up, great range, great skill, great accuracy. Um, goals but yeah he could probably do box bucks he was hindered by his asthma but hit it well Glenn Furman says ooh John Moncur so he's obviously had a second one here Glenn growing up in the 90s as a West Ham fan Moncur was that kind of player for us not afraid to roll his sleeves up for battle but equally he was technically very good scored some good goals yeah left foot to John Moncur played for Swindon as well didn't he I believe Um, and blonde hair left foot someplace in the league at the moment I think in the football league Ed says Ed at ed underscore e77 Grealish, Jack Grealish. Interesting point. Isn't it? Jack Grealish plays in the left of the midfield for Villa. Some people suggest that maybe it's left of a front three is his best position. Maybe not box to box. Doesn't seem to really be defensively doing the duties. I know he does get back. It's an interesting one that he could certainly uh, run and dribble from box to box. Ricky Bateman says, I always liked Jeff Thomas as a box to box midfielder. Had a great engine on him. Yet again, another England midfielder around the era. Uh, we mentioned with Rob Lee a little bit before playing in 92, I remember for, for Graham Taylor ill-fated side of course that floundered foundered at the end of the euros in 92 didn't qualify for the 94 world cup but crystal palace player wolverhampton wanderers as well a man um, who had sadly cancer but battled back and raised a lot of money for cancer i believe with cycling expeditions in particular sam yates says czech toyota yeah, former the powerhouse newcastle midfielder good shout lewis wiltshire robson the best i've ever seen of that instant in the closest two to him that i've seen all three would be ahead of Keane, in my humble opinion. Yeah, it's interesting because Alex Ferguson maybe questioned Ince's capacity, despite being an integral part of that Manchester United side that won the Premier League title in 93 and the double in 94, when he let him go to Inter Milan in 95. Suggestion that perhaps he wasn't that sort of box-to-box midfielder quite. He was maybe going forward too much and, and leaving the defence unguarded or uncovered. Uh, and Michael Essien a great shout Chelsea midfielder. Wonderful talent. I remember seeing him live when I was working at BBC London and just a real powerhouse um, and great vision skill, shooting ability as well. Craig Shipley says, if some of the players around now are apparently worth what they're worth, I don't think you could have put a price tag on Captain Marvel. It's another name, moniker for Brian Robson. Dave Jennings says, priceless. I think it's a response to maybe Craig. <laughs> um, Steve Cox says, Gary Speed for me. Yes, yeah, it's a good shout, Gary Speed. Pilot. 92 is a young man title-winning side at, at Leeds United the final year before the inaugural Premier League season when Leeds won with, with Gary Speed, David Batty, there's another England player I forgot about in the central midfield area, um, and uh, people like uh, Gary McAllister, Scotsman and Gordon Strachan, another Scotsman in That Leeds side. Reese Y-N-W-A, uh, you never walk alone, J-F-T, 96 Liverpool fan, clearly he's got a picture of Stephen Gerrard, head superimposed on Superman, <laughs> Ripping off a shirt to reveal the big S on his jersey. And so it's obviously clear he wants Gerrard there. Ryan Boyce, I think it's tongue-in-cheek, says Jemba Jemba. Eric Jemba Jemba, the Manchester United signing. I think it probably is tongue-in-cheek he wasn't necessarily sensational signing for Manchester United. Was he one of the ones like Bebe that maybe went awry for Sir Alex Ferguson? We can, we can afford him a few miss signings, can't we? Lorraine Ashard says, this boy, it's another meme of Gerard celebrating a goal. Jez Barron says it's John Finnegan, isn't it? Yet, former Cheltenham Town player, friend of mine, actually had a commercial at Cheltenham. I know he's been furloughed of late uh, because of what's been happening, but uh, he is, um, yeah, good, good player. Grew up at Nottingham Forest, didn't he, John? Actually, went to Manchester United on a trial, I believe. He's told me on a recent, on a, one of the past podcasts, had an experience with Frank Ferguson. Frank Ferguson was being relatively uh, young in the job, relatively new in the job at Manchester United. John playing for then Lincoln and then coming to Cheltenham part of that side that went up to league 1 some sort of 10 15 years ago or so in my local club in uh, league 2 the fourth tier of English football Cheltenham Town So good shout there run that's ed draper 81 on twitter as i say i posted on instagram as well to get a few thoughts this was uh, this uh yesterday i believe december the 15th maybe so you can check it out on my instagram page ed draper ed_draper81 so here we've got some answers here. Just going to click on the post. Lukey DPT, who's a personal trainer, I believe, says, the greatest captain the game has ever seen. Man, I'm with you. If you're building any functioning dream team, you build it around Brian Robson. He's tagged Brian Robson here. I don't know. He's on Instagram, but maybe he is. I became a United fan by accident because of Robbo. Rob Jones, not the former Liverpool fullback. It's a Sky presenter, Sky Sports presenter alongside me, a good colleague. Who works for Liverpool TV actually as well? Says so has to be Stevie G. He's not a Liverpool fan, I should hasten to add, but he's put Gerard in there. Great athleticism, Gerard, as I say. I remember Jamie Redknapp saying it's one of the fastest players, if not the fastest player I'd ever been with, deceptively quick because of that long gait. Quite rare for a central midfield player to have that athleticism. CM underscore sport one says, I liked Albertini at AC Milan in the 90s. Dimitri Albertini, part of the Italy team that got to the World Cup final in 94. And Italy, 2000, would have won the Champions League, European Cup with AC Milan as well. Probably came through, I think, I looked this up, 88 to 2002, he played at Milan in his pomp and would have played, I guess, initially this under Arrigo, Arrigo Sacchi and then Fabio Capello. And uh, yeah, fine midfielder, I can see that, Albertini in my eye, particularly at USA 94, actually, you picture him, picture him there. And he went on to play for Lazio and a few other clubs towards the end of his career. I think he ended up at Barcelona. I'm not sure how many games he played at Barcelona around 2005, um DJJ212 not sure <laughs> what that stands for says as a Villa fan growing up in the 90s Ian Taylor was one of the best box to box midfielders I've ever seen brilliant in both boxes, huge engine and an eye for goal and he's tagged Ian Taylor who's come back with some emoji some uh, those emoji faces with the hearts in the eyes and uh, some thank you hands and a couple of hearts as well so that's nice that Ian was on, in on that as well, great Premier League icon in the 90s Habib seven eight Habib underscore seven eight six five four says Lothar Mateus Jordan Wintle G Sung Park Rumour has it he had three lungs for Manchester United midfielder He'd always do a job on Arsenal in particular wouldn't he around that sort of two thousand and seven two thousand and eight period good shout G Sung Park how we miss him in the Premier League one of those unsung heroes but real quality player. Digitally designed, Clarence Sadoff, the amount of ground he covered, just all his round gameplay was quality. But what do you expect? We'd see the names he was playing with in the 90s Milan team. Yeah, fantastic team at Milan. And he played to, I think, the two thousand deep into the 2000s. I think he retired in 2014 when he was 36. So, Clarence Sadoff's a good shout. David T, 1980, Stephen Gerrard, all day, every day. So, what do you make of that? Get in touch if you'd like to add your two pennists you can respond to the thread at ed draper 81 on twitter i'll post a link to this audio on there as well for people who are looking to to kind of reference a 2 i'm not sure whether that works you're listening to this now whether that'll matter to you but anyway <laughs> i'll put it there and you could also email me anytime hello at drapermedia.co.uk and if you listen to the podcast and you like these and you know it's me rambling to a certain extent but Hopefully if you're a football fan of a certain vintage and we get modern players here as well and even beyond my time. So for me, it's informative and educational getting people from different generations to reference these players. I just like these hypothetical scenarios and imagining who you see, whether it's a catchphrase in football, who fits it, or whether it's a detailed sequence of play. So there we have it. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you could rate it on iTunes, fantastic. Really appreciate it. And I just appreciate you listening. Thank you to the sponsors as well. Bang Nolovson of Cheltenham, and Serene AV, specialists in some of the finest home entertainment brands, providing solutions based around high-quality customer service and installations housed in a beautiful courtyard in Montpellier, the French district, around the corner from me, uh, but also obviously available online to connect with and order any equipment you need or any bespoke kind of quotes or plans for your home entertainment. And remember, cytoplan.co.uk is look to stave off those coughs and colds, maybe indulge a little bit over Christmas and maybe look to keep your immune system up as you maybe have a few less... It's less sleep as you meet meet up with families if you can do that over Christmas. Stay up late having a couple of drinks. Then uh, Immune Complete Two is a supplement I'm taking currently for optimizing immunity. But a raft of options available. Cytoplan.co.uk, C-Y-T-O-P-L-A-N.co.uk, and my discount code is Draper10R. D-R-A-P-E-R, all capital letters. The numbers, the numerals, one zero, and then a capital letter R at the end. So that's changed to Draper10 Ah, 30% off your first purchase 10% off thereafter as I say taking it for 20 years as a family probably spent hundreds of pounds each each family member of various sort of offshoot of my family of my four brothers we will buy supplements from there albeit at a discount which we're offering to you there so thank you for listening to the podcast I hope you are well i you're gearing up for Christmas wherever you are in the world and I hope you get to see some friends and family albeit even if it's in a pub garden or outdoors in a park wherever it may be on a beach you're lucky up on the beach. There's a great being on the beach. Actually, it wasn't quite like my childhood in the Turks and Caicos Islands this week, but certainly nice to be down in Dorset and had a real sunny morning there, which was fantastic. And then thank you for listening to the podcast again. Go well and I'll speak to you again soon. Thanks guys. Bye for now.